Welcome to River Life Podcasts. We're a church family embracing the Father's presence, releasing empowered people to declare and demonstrate Christ's kingdom. We trust that God would use what you hear today to bless and grow you so that you would be a blessing to those around you. For more information about River Life Baptist Church, go to riverlifechurch.org.au or find us on social media. I'm excited as we go deeper with God, and we've been in a series called Deeper Waters. As we talk about following after Jesus, we need to go deeper in all things of what that looks like as we follow after Jesus. And, uh, and so uh, as we've talking last week, I was, I was actually uh, talking into this whole idea of going deeper as a family of God. And we, we said, you know, we had to have a couple of signs hanging around our neck because our, our master Jesus, he had these signs running around his neck the whole time. And, and it said that anything is possible. Everyone's welcome. Anything's possible. And uh, I left you with a little bit of homework last week. I hope that you acted on it. Right now, I feel like a school teacher looking at a class that people are going, I forgot my homework. I hope that's not the good. Yeah, the dog ate your homework. I hope not. Uh, because your homework was actually to act on the whole idea that everybody's welcome. And if anyone's welcome, then what were we doing to extend the welcome to those who don't feel so welcome? What are we doing to be able to not only outside of these four walls, we extend the love of God out to make people feel welcome, but what were we doing when we look around and we see, hey, there's spare seats. Those people used to come. They used to sit there. They're not. I wonder why. And I asked you to reach out. I asked you that there might be a reach out into your heart so that you might welcome. And not just, you know, uh, from your heart in prayer, but you might act on it that you might actually make that coffee meeting, you might catch up, you might have that dinner, you might do those things. Uh, anyone do their homework? Did anyone do their homework? Come on. If you're, you're okay, you're not going to get castigated as, oh, the goody two-shoes of the classroom. It's okay. We are proud of you. Anyone do their homework? A couple of you. Oh, I'm going to set my homework this week. Uh, it's good for you. Um, you know what, uh, it's really important because you know, we can say stuff, but it's when we do it that it really makes all the difference. When we say stuff, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of, they can be cheap words. Our actions make all of the difference. You know, we at River Life, we make a big deal about the presence of God. And you might be saying, well, here he goes again. Why, why are you making a big deal about the presence of God? Surely every church, every believer moves with the presence of God. After all, that's what distinguishes us different. We have his spirit living inside us, right? But I've noticed in my own life, there's a big difference between the words and the actions. You know, sometimes, and I don't know whether it's just a, an occupational hazard of being a pastor, but I can come into a Sunday morning service and treat it like work. I, I can be, you know, on my way here, up early, in early, just getting stuff ready, making sure everything's neat, tidy, clean. I can be there. I can be thinking through what's going to be happening. I hope that we don't have problems with the, you know, the sound today. I hope we don't have problems with the, the music today. I, I hope that everything goes smoothly. I, I hope that that translates and comes across well to those who are joining us at home. I, I hope these things. And, and I can be sometimes so 
concerned with, with missing, hoping that there's no problems, I'm not even concerned whether God's presence is here. I, I, that may be an occupational hazard, but it might just be true for you too. <laughs> Not so much worried about how things come across or what's happening up here and there and everywhere else, but maybe do we lean into, do we come to expect that God wants to bring this wonderful and beautiful sense of disruption into our worlds? That his presence really does make all the difference and it often starts with an attitude of the heart because uh, I, those beautiful life groups we've just prayed for and those leaders that are going to be leading those, you, you can rock up every week to life group just, you know, hoping for one thing and maybe, you know, they pray for me this week or maybe, oh, finally we'll get into the study I've been wanting to do for years or, 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 you know, all sorts of other things or we might be coming just so excited to meet with people that we forget we're actually coming to meet with the living God. They were coming into the presence of the king of all kings. They were coming to worship and lay down and sacrifice something that's here for us to be able to meet with him, the great disruptor who can do all things. You know, the, the word disruptor in a business sense, in an economic sense, is that a, a disruptor is that, that, that almost, some, they're not always a, a, a new firm. Sometimes they can be an old one, but what they're looking to is they're looking to innovate. They're looking to see how their disruption might disturb the status quo because they found a new way in that business model. They found a new way within the economics of things to be able to say, I think we can do it better, solve the problems that are there and charge forward in this area. And everyone else goes, what just happened? I think Holy Spirit sometimes wants to come in and, and bring us that sense of disruption, not, not, not being disturbed for those of us who like cha- don't like change so much, who like the, the that's me, you know, I, I like it, I like it predictable. But I'm not sure Holy Spirit wants it always predictable. I don't mean that we throw out things that are good. I think that what he wants us to do is be already aware in our hearts and lives that his presence might just do the very thing that takes us and innovates and and moves forward in the ways of the world that take us into being these kingdom people with kingdom outcomes because his presence. And do we hunger for it? Do we long for it? See, with his presence, even an ordinary kind of average-sounding service could be the beginning of revival that could transform a nation. And I don't want to be so interested in the absence of problems than I am in the presence of God. I continually need to check my own attitude to seek to have a renewed heart for his manifest presence. You see, as we go deeper into following Jesus, a vital pursuit is a hunger for the presence of God. And that might sound initially a little bit strange considering Scripture's teaching on the omnipresence of God. God is spirit. He has no physical form. He is already present everywhere in the universe and everything is in his presence. Matthew 18 Verse 20, for instance, says, For where there are two or three of you gathered in my name, there I will be with them. God declares in Jeremiah 23, 24, Do not I fill heaven and earth? Nothing is hidden from him. Nothing escapes God's notice. Psalm 139, Where can I go from his presence? 
Yet when we talk about hungering for the presence of God, it's a definition that at least has three vital components. And the first of those is a a greater realization of God's presence. My son Jake, my oldest boy, just recently finished school and heading into his young adult years, he'd planned and worked with a group of seven other boys. They went skiing in Japan just recently for 10 days. And and so, you know, here we are launching him off on his first overseas holiday. And uh, fantastic, exciting. We wanted to be connected. We wanted to find out how it was going. We wanted to make sure he got there. We wanted to make sure that they were safe. But we wanted to enjoy the experience with him. We were so looking forward to him doing that. And so as he went, you know, uh, the the technology today is just wonderful, isn't it? You pull out these little things and, and all of a sudden you're experiencing a little of what they're experiencing as you watch and as you look and you're getting this live feed of what's happening as you FaceTime each other and you talk and you share about what's going on. And right now all around us, are electromagnetic waves that are transmitting digital signals in lots of ones and zeros that we don't even see. You can't see them, but they're there. They're present. And when you choose to turn on your device that can pick up and decode lots of that binary code that's there, it brings it back into images, sounds, uh, other sorts of things that allows us to be able to then see what's happening. And just like those electromagnetic waves, God is already present, but if we're not aware of his presence, it means he's no less there. It's just that we won't be aware of what he's doing, what he's saying, what's happening around us. See, a hunger for God's presence is demonstrated by desire that we want to perceive his presence even more. It's it's not that they're not out there, it's a receptor issue. Yeah, does that make sense? It's a a longing and a desiring in here. Am I wanting to plug in, tune in, connect, and understand? And we want to be more conscious of him. We want a greater awareness of him in our midst. God promises that as we would draw near to him, he would draw near to us. And scripture indicates that we'll experience his presence in an ever-increasing measure as we hunger for him. Secondly, to understand this idea of hungering after God's presence, we we long to be filled with the measure and the full measure of the Holy Spirit. We want to rid ourselves of familiarity and complacency. And although the Holy Spirit's presence in a believer is a constant, we kind of read like in passages in Ephesians 5, 18 to 20, that indicates our experience can be varied by the degree and the power of presence of God operating in each of our lives. We're filled with the Holy Spirit when God occupies every part of our lives. That's when we're full to overflowing. That's when he tends to want to leak out towards others. He's allowed to do what he has come to do in each of us. He guides, he controls, his power is exerted through us, reveals itself in the fruits of the Spirit and other things where God's powerful presence is within. And it's evidence and seen from those without. Thirdly, this whole idea of God's manifest presence. If you're not aware right now, you should uh, jump on and and just YouTube, just type in 
uh, Osbury University, I'm not sure how you say that, Osbury University, Osbury University in Kentucky in the United States. And uh, 10 days ago, they started with their usual chapel service and 10 days later, 24 seven it's continuing. There's a move of God to bring about an awareness of his holiness and a longing and a desire in these students, these university campus students who are, who are not wanting to leave his presence, not wanting to, to be away from there. Of course, they are, and the fruit will be seen and evidenced, I believe, as they, as they go out and they come in, and they come in and they go out, and they long and desire and hunger for his presence, but his presence at work, empowering them, takes them into the campus and changes their campus. It's already spread now to dozens of other universities across the states within 10 days. God is doing something special. And this is God's manifest presence, a clear, even visible increase of God's working in a specific situation, in an event or a life, a special outpouring sometimes of God's power uh, through a meeting or a, a touch of lives in a marked way. It's evident by a, a particular way or a specific season of revival. Psalm 145 verse 18 says, and offers us this glimpse into the presence, says the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. See, God's manifest presence, it's always going to honor the person of Jesus. It's going to produce greater hatred of distaste for sin and immorality and a greater love for righteousness. It will, it will never contradict anything previously revealed to us in Scripture, but it's going to take us as like that disruptor into a new understanding of how God is at work in them now. And taking all of these components in a consideration, seeking the presence of God is the utmost importance for our church. That's why at the beginning of our vision statement here at River Life, we say we are a family embracing the Father's presence. We want to embrace, and embrace is so very different from just a casual, you know, huh? The sort of church we want to be as a family is that longs for the presence more than anything else, more than spacious facilities and cutting-edge programs and larger tenants or big budgets or even God's blessing by his hand. We desire to seek his face. That's why we've been teaching into it. We want to become second nature that we look for him and the signs of where he is at work and we'll do anything we can all of the time to be aware of what he's doing in our midst. We long and hunger for his presence. God's word to our previous senior pastor, Rick, back in 2001 is still a promise for us 22 years later. God said to him that day, I want to take you to a whole new level of faith and church that you have never before experienced. I want you to be aware that this journey will be unique, unsettling, and challenging for all in the church, but it will be the most exciting journey ever undertaken. I desire that the elders, the pastors, the leaders, and congregation have as their consuming passion seeking my face and my permanent presence both manifestly and personally and corporately, regardless of what it costs and regardless of what others think. 
either within or outside of the church. This will require a new commitment to prayer and fasting and searching my word, repentance, humility, perseverance, tithing, worship, love, unity, linking with and loving all of those outside my kingdom. If you do this, I promise two things that I will dwell in the church and manifest myself in awesome supernatural ways in that my blessings of salvation, healing, restoration, life empowerment and anointing will be yours. And that my blessing as given to you will flow from River Life into the city of Brisbane and beyond, resulting in multitudes coming to faith, being healed, restored, given life, empowered, and anointed for service. I'm still hanging on to the promise. What God can speak, He can deliver on. I'm still hanging on to the promise. We talked about being a, a discipled by Jesus as we follow him and, and others gathering around us to join us on that journey that is a long obedience in the same direction. Through the pain, through the heartache, through the suffering, stopping, walking with each other in those moments, caring, loving one another, but always keeping before us God's desire of his kingdom coming to earth as it is in heaven and living with an expectation and a hunger that the presence of God can do anything. And as we go into deeper waters, what would it look like for each of us here at River Life just to go a little deeper in our hunger for God's presence? Have you become a little complacent? Have you become a little weary? Have you become a little, uh, you know, just the, the attitude? What is it that needs to change? For some, it will be intentionally taking more time to draw away in that secret place with God. It drawing away in your time of devotion and prayer and reading His Word. For others, it'll mean when you walk in through these doors or you turn your telly on in the morning on a Sunday, that you stop. And as you stop, you, you, you're reflecting, entering into worship and making the mental switch that says, I'm here to give you all the glory. I'm worshiping you alone. For others, it'll be going deeper in his presence by ex exercising just small steps of faith. Well, you're aware that he's at work and he asks you to join in. Would you go pray for that person? Would you go give them a word of encouragement? Would you go pray for their healing? Imagine for a moment, if we were to go deeper in our relationship with God, knowing and embracing the reality of his empowering presence, where it would be commonplace as followers of Jesus to read the Bible and to pray daily. Our family constantly desiring, in fact, even surprised by God's movement amongst us. Do you have that desire there even today? And our family constantly desiring surprise that we would encounter him in all aspects of life, not just here on a Sunday, as we worship him every day in our everyday moments and places. And our faith is at a level where these supernatural signs and wonders are normal occurrences. In the passage we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you might want to open up to Luke chapter 5. God's presence is essential for kingdom outcomes. 
You can't expect kingdom outcomes without God's presence. The whole idea of relationship with God is just the key there, the word relationship. This ongoing connection, this love that is shared. In this relationship, this is what makes all the difference. And so we can't hope to operate on a set of principles. We can't hope to just operate on a sense of, of, of doctrine. We can't hope to just, are they bad things? No, they're not. Are they good things? Yes, they are. Do they help instruct us, keep us? And yes. But the relationship is that which allows a kingdom outcome. And you can't see a kingdom outcome without the presence of Jesus, the one we follow. And if you remember, as we, we were preaching and speaking into this, this passage in Luke chapter 5, as Jesus is drawing his first disciples, and, and, and he gets in one of the boats, and the fishermen, the first three verses, one of them belonged to Simon, soon to be called Simon Peter, and he calls to Simon, he puts out, and he sits down, and he teaches from the boat. And after that, he, his call out is to to go and to put his nets down out into the deep waters. He's calling him into deeper waters to go out there. And it says that after the miraculous haul of fish that happened in that time, they signaled and they got their helpers to come over, James and John, it looks like it, by the end of the passage. And then in verse 8, I want you to notice something very small that I actually didn't pick up on. Pastor Joe picked up on as we were talking about this passage. And, and here it says this, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees. When Simon Peter saw what? Saw the miraculous catch. Where was Jesus at the time of the miraculous catch? <laughs> You see, because he got in the boat and they pushed it out a small way. And then when Simon was tending his nets beside the boat and they came, Jesus said, let's put out, out there. I don't think Jesus ever got out of the boat. I don't think he got out of the boat. I think he's there in the boat. I think the presence of Jesus, the one who causes the miraculous haul of fish, is still in the boat with those who he's promised to the catch for. <laughs> Jesus' presence is there with them. It's his power at work that causes the miraculous. It makes all the difference. We must seek to become hungry for his presence. I'm, I'm not just talking about the spectacular here, like the massive haul of fish. It's also the things in the miracle of forgiveness, the miracle of removing trauma or eternal torment, the miracle of reconciliation. You see, people by their sheer willpower are capable of harnessing great human resources to carry out great activities. We see it all of the time throughout the world. Maybe it's the remnant within us of being made in the image of God. Thus, Simon's hesitancy, I think. Master, we've worked hard all night. We haven't caught a thing. Great human effort, energy, understanding, intuitive, leading into the waters, and I fished here for years, um, but if you say so. 
See, we can drum up impressive programs, undertake important initiatives, maintain positive momentum, but what we need is the presence of Jesus. We need hearts that are not even wanting to succeed unless God is at the root of our initiatives. If God is not at the center of why we're doing something, we should not even want it to exist, let alone thrive. Seeking the presence of God is for individuals within a church. It's like sinking our hearts to heaven, like sinking it in. Like my, my calendar that's on my computer is synced with the calendar that is on my phone, and, and they're connected and linked together so that I don't get lost. With this kind of leaning, we regularly plug our hearts into heaven's heart so that we see what God can see. We value what God values. Whatever touches God's heart touches our heart. It's purposeful. It's intentional. Something God-honoring takes place whenever we hunger for him. When we turn from our sin that so easily entangles us and run uh, the race of perseverance that marked out before us, the author of Hebrews says, Let's all fix our eyes on Jesus and love him and serve him and enjoy him in his presence more and more. He is God and how he will choose to make himself evident is up to him. Our part is to hunger for it. So how do we keep our hearts aligned? Because we know that the human heart is quick to entropy, it's quick to selfishness, it's quick to worldliness. So we've got to position ourselves in ways and places that align our hearts with heaven and with one another. How do we turn our times of gathering here or in our life groups or, or, or when we're meeting others in the street, how do we turn those ordinary everyday activities and places so that they might host the manifest presence of God? And the first is worship and prayer. God moves in power where he's wanted, where he's desired. You can't, can't get away from that passage in, in Matthew, uh, sorry, in Mark, where, um, where Jesus is back in his hometown. And he's doing all sorts of stuff everywhere else except in his hometown where they just kind of, you know, didn't believe who he really was. God moves in power where he's wanted, where he's desired to sacrifice, to surrender, to make it all about him. And we, we, we need to foster our times of worship and prayer, our longings for him. They'll grow in those places. And it's not just here on a Sunday. That's why we say meet midweek as a life group. That's why we say get into the secret place in your daily devotion and prayer life and, and reading of the word. That's why we say we've got united prayer open throughout the week at various different times for you to be able to come and join with others that their prayers might inspire your prayers that we might together do this where we'll be passionately seeking God and praying for the needs of our church together. Throughout the year, we're going to be promoting things like 24-7 prayer and, and burns in our, our prayer place in our chapel and, and just opportunity to come and to worship every Tuesday night. We've got worship room going on. You can come in that creatively designed space to just be with God with others. 
Build the hunger, fuel the fire, throw another log on. I won't sing it. See, building this secret place with God helps to be able to keep the worship and the prayer going where we spend our time alone in God's presence to hear God's voice, to experience his presence. A lot of those times they're going to be in private, but we want to encourage you to come and do them together as well. It's these kingdom values and lifestyle that we, we, we want this throughout this year. Keep our hearts aligned to with heaven. We need to understand our God is a holy God. The move that's happening in those American campuses at the moment is people realizing they serve a holy God. They're hungry for him to do something, but they know they need to align themselves first. You have holy spirit within you. <laughs> holy. Set apart. Sometimes I lose sight of what my everyday might look like if I spend enough time in recognition that Holy Spirit is with me. Or do I grieve him or quench him in those moments of unholiness? For he says, come and be holy as I am holy. Calling us up to a different standard putting off unholy ways, walking with clean hands and a pure heart. We want to endeavor to demonstrate this and leaders to resource you to learn more and provide discipleship so you can be encouraged in this walk with others. We attune our heart to, the, to, to heaven when we greater exercise faith and obedience. God in his ever-present reality is to be encountered. The presence of Jesus by his spirit lives within us. I can't, I can't fathom that, but I love it. Let us not take it for granted, but give him our full attention as God leads our church, be willing to obey and demonstrate our faith in him by stepping out and going deeper, well beyond our human resource and trust in his provision. We desire to let God be God in our fellowship and as leaders, we'll try to lead the way. So grow your hunger. Grow your hunger. I believe what the Lord said way back, way back to the nation of Israel. We read about it in Second Chronicles. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. God is looking today for people in whom he can show himself strong. He's still the great disruptor in the most positive of ways, in ways that look to innovate, in ways that look to advance his kingdom outcomes and purposes. But without his presence, it's impossible. And what are you doing this week? What will you do this day to continue to hunger and to build the fire in your own heart? I looked across, and I don't know if uh, uh, this painting was 
you know, Psalm 85 verse 6. Someone look that up for me. Psalm 85 verse 6. I, I see buildings of all sorts. I see the church. I see the government. I see education. I see households and homes. I see sporting fields. That looks like to me. Anyway, that's my interpretation. Uh, with the fire of God coming on it. Oh, does that make you hungry? Do you long to see the fire of God come upon our communities? It starts with you, it starts with me, it starts in each of our own lives in building a desire and a longing for his presence because in his presence is where we're going to see the outcomes of the kingdom. Are you passionately in love with him? Are you hungry for more of God? Sometimes you just have to take that lyric out of that song. Come on, my soul. Come on, my soul. Get a little bit like David, who though beaten down, running away, feeling threatened, life at risk, done all the wrong things, feeling like he's getting to the point, but he says, I will strengthen myself in the Lord. What does it look like this day that you might build a passionate love relationship with Jesus, that even in your times of struggle and difficulty and hardship and heartache, you might keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, the one who calls us to kingdom outcomes and it's only done through his presence. Where's our hunger, church? Come on. What will you do this week? We're all going deeper. I'm not prescribing what that looks like. I'm not prescribing what the outcomes look like. But what will you do to go a little deeper into his presence? For some of you, you're just going to fall back in the water. (laughs) For some of you, your toes are going to get wet for the very first time. For others, it'll just be each our own individual walk as we walk together, encouraging one another, looking that we might go deeper. Next week, I'm going to speak into this whole idea that this is the love that needs to be shared abroad to, to our communities. Because the first call was to be fisher of people. Hasn't changed. Talking about the nets that he gets us to carry together, that we become. But, you know, we can only do that effectively if we've got it in here first. Do you have a longing and a burning for his presence? Let's pray. I believe there's nothing more exciting than living each day in the presence. That's different to running on autopilot, Jesus. We don't want to run on autopilot. We don't want it to come and go. We don't want to take you for granted. We don't want to just accept our theology, which is true and correct, that you are everywhere present. We know that, but we want to be aware. We want to be hungry. We want to be filled to full and overflowing with your powerful presence at work, your grace at work in each of our lives. To see the kingdom outcomes you desire, God, that you've set your church to be for your glory. Forgive us, God, where we have dreamt small dreams, where we have complacently gone through another day without desiring, without longing, without hungering, without looking. 
towards you and what you want to do with each day, each moment, through your supernatural power and presence at work. Light us up. Set us on fire. Burn, Holy Spirit. Burn deep. Burn bright. Come fire of God, a fire of revival, a fire of renewal, a fire, Lord God, of reformation amongst us. Come, Holy Spirit. Shake us this day. Disrupt us. I want to pray the rest of that prayer that Joe started our service with. And I I just ask you to read it before you join me with it because it's a bit of a, a scary prayer. It'll come up on the screens. Here's what it says. It looks like, disturb me, Lord, when I'm too well pleased with myself. When my dreams have come true because I sailed too close to the shore. Disturb me, Lord, to dare more boldly. To venture on wider seas. Where storms will show your majesty and mastery. Sorry, both, I guess. (laughs) Where losing sight of land, I shall find the stars. that's you this morning, whether you're sitting at home in your lounge room, walking the dog and watching online, or whether you're here with us right now in this moment, and you want this day to be a day that you remember, that's where I reset the temperature, I reset the thermostat, I want to burn hot. I'm hungering for His presence. not prescribing what that'll look like, but I'm hungering for it because I know it's in his presence that his kingdom outcomes will happen. If you want to pray it, why don't you pray it with me? I don't mind if you kneel. I don't mind if you stand. I don't mind if you're flat on your face. I don't mind if you're sitting just where you are. But if your heart can be true to this and it's a longing and it's a desire, then why don't you read it with me? Why don't you pray it with me? Disturb me, Lord when I'm too well pleased with myself, when my dreams have come true because I sailed too close to the shore. Disturb me, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas where storms will show your mastery, where losing sight of land, I shall find the stars. If you'd like someone to pray that over you, why don't you stand right now where you are? Stand now where you are and someone will come up alongside of you. If you're standing next to somebody else and no one's coming to you and they're standing, then just go pray with them. Just go lay a hand on somebody who's hungry. Go lay a hand on someone who's desiring. If you're sitting down, just... Actually, let's do it like this. If you're standing, go find someone else who's standing. If you're standing, go find somebody else who's standing. Come on, you're going to have to move. 
If you're standing and a hand's not on you, go find somebody else who's standing. Lord, we're asking you to stoke the fire right now. When you pray it out over them, disturb them, Lord. Disturb them when they're just well too pleased with themselves. Disturb them, Lord. When their dreams have come true. Lord, disturb them when they've sailed too close to the shore. Disturb them, Lord. To dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas where storms will show your mastery. Disturb them, Lord. When losing sight of land, they will find the stars. Amen. Remain standing, team. Let's just worship. Let's lean our hearts in toward the Lord and just be present with Him in this moment. And take it with us into the week. Take it with us in the cafe after this. Take it with us that we might have conversations that spur one another on to love and good deeds and the hunger of God and His presence. Thanks for listening to this River Life podcast. Make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with all the latest content. If this podcast has raised any questions for you, contact us via church at riverlifechurch.org.au or through Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.